You're listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, it's episode number 43, and today I have Mauro Mazzotti on the podcast. If you're involved in any European baseball circles, you've probably heard of this gentleman. He's currently the GM of TNA San Marino in the Italian Baseball League. He's been managing uh, or general managing in Italian baseball since 1987, where he's won seven championships in these roles with four different clubs. He was also the Spanish national team manager for the past six years, uh, highlighting with a, a win over Israel in the WBC qualifier, advancing them to the WBC in 2013. Uh, also, he's led the Spanish team to back-to-back bronze medals at the European Championships. So he has a ton of insight about Italian baseball, tells us a lot about the importing that's going on, and he also shares his views about baseball in Europe as a whole, makes a lot of comparisons across leagues. So well worth a listen. So without further ado, let's get on with this podcast, episode number three with Mauro Mazzotti. This episode is sponsored by Sam Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sam Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Mauro, welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling and uh, thanks uh, um, about thinking about me uh, on European baseball. Yeah, for sure. You're you're definitely one of the the most experienced uh, managers that I can think of across Europe. That you know, I've been around the block. Uh, you've you've been coaching in in the IBL for a number of years. Uh, I did my research a bit, and I see that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but have you you've won seven championships with four different clubs uh, in the Italian baseball league. Yes, between uh, manager and general manager, what what I'm doing lately, you know, I won uh, I won seven championships uh, with the four different teams, uh, and I was even before turning turning GM, I was the only the only manager to win in three different three different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see. Yeah, and I've I, I noticed that it's. In recent years, you've the championships have been rolling in. Three out of the last four years, you've won a championship uh, with uh, San Marino. Yes, you know I'm uh, I'm in San Marino since uh, 2011, and we won uh, uh, the championship in 2011 with the European Cup. We won the championship in 12. We won the championship in 13, and last year in 2014. We didn't make the final in the championship over here, but we won again the the Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a pretty good good achievement, especially because in the modern era, nobody, no teams ever won three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, no, I see that it's it's changed hands quite a bit over the years. I was looking at you know previous winners of the Italian baseball league, and, and it seems to change hands quite a bit. So that's an impressive. Impressive uh, accomplishment uh, in, in in recent history. So, uh, and you're also involved with the Spanish national team. You're 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 the head there now. How long has that been? Well, uh, I'm not I'm not the manager of a Spanish team anymore. I finished my my experience over there at the end of uh, 
of 2014 mm -hmm. and uh, I've been there for six straight years and uh, I think we made the history of the Spanish baseball you know of course uh, winning uh, winning the famous game against Israel to qualify for the World Baseball Classic mm -hmm. and uh, and we won back to back uh, bronze medal in uh, at the European Championship in uh, 2012 and 2014. Yeah, yeah. Great but example. like uh, but like life, uh, you know, marriage marriage they don't last for, forever. <laughs> and so and so we just part ways at, uh, at the end of December and uh, well now I'm available if uh, somebody will need my experience. Yeah. Yeah, actually I didn't realize that. So I thought you were still with them, but uh, it seems like uh, uh, you you have a winning tradition wherever you go, and uh, I think that's a whole nother podcast episode. Maybe diving into to um, you know your strategies and, and uh, why it seems that you wherever you go uh, it, things turn to gold. It seems so. Uh, I've I've read some of your previous interviews, and uh, you know a lot of them are on that uh, your coaching style and your managing style. And um, but this one, this podcast episode, will be more focused on. Um, you know the professional uh, foreign players that are in the Italian baseball league and around Europe. So, and I know you have a lot of insight with that. So, um, uh, the first question is kind of a, a tough one. I know it's one that uh, a lot of managers struggle with, and that is uh, focusing on producing homegrown talent versus uh, putting the dollars or the focus towards bringing in top professional talent from maybe the U S or, or somewhere else. So well, what would you think is more important towards the success of a club? Well, you know, you know, first of all, you have to adjust whatever you work, you know, budget is very important both ways, developing and, uh, and winning, and the mix between winning and development and developing is always the main goal in any in any program. Of course, you know that the, the, you wanna you wanna try to do both, but sometimes budget won't allow or one of the two things fall apart. Yeah. But you know, telling the truth, you know, I've been uh, in so many experiences where where both ways were working. And uh, especially, especially here in Italy, and uh, you know that's uh, that's the main uh, that's the main goal. There's not really any secret, you know, you, that you cannot buy all the players, especially because, uh, especially you know, in the European league, the rule won't won't allow you, you know, to have a bunch of foreigners, yeah. and so you have to even uh, work and to develop your own system and from ground up. And that's and that's another big challenge, especially here in Italy. Yeah, most definitely. And and I know like the competition, as far as importing, perhaps more talented imports than the next club is kind of kind of the the battle sometimes is finding that that top talent from abroad. So, um, what are the typical backgrounds of the professional players that are imported to the Italian Baseball League? Like, at what level have they usually played? Well, you know, it's, uh, since you notice my career, I, I'm, uh, I, I managed in the Italian League uh, since uh, 1987, and I'm only 55 right now. 
So <laughs> I've been uh, through different different periods. And at the beginning of my career, you know, there was uh, almost no independent leagues in the States. And when you were done mm-hmm. playing, playing in, uh, in the American system, uh, or you're going to Mexico, or you have no place to go. And, uh, you know, Italy was a kind of new thing, new thing to come over, visit, uh, visit uh, Europe and uh, visit our history over here. And was some, it was something interesting. After that, uh, you know, when all the independent leagues grew up, you know, we were kind of tough, you know, to get Americans players over here. And so lately we're more, we're more focused on, on, uh, on, um, on Caribbean leagues, on, uh, on Latin leagues, Venezuela and Dominican, where, where players need to have a visa in order to go in the United States. Mm-hmm. And when they don't have visa, they might be interested to come over here. And even the financial side, it's different. You know, euro and dollars are almost alike. Yeah. That the, the currency in the Latin countries are way, way weaker. Yeah. But anyway, you know, we're always focused on, uh, on veteran guys because I think they will bring the experience that we need over here, you know, to win games and to win championships. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually what we sign are guys in between AA and the big leagues. Mm-hmm. We have uh, at least uh, 10 or more former big leaguers. Most of them are cup of coffee, you know. They didn't play much. But uh, that they play in the league, that they play in the league over here. You know, yeah. some names uh, can be Enrique Gonzalez. They played, uh, they played in the big leagues. Uh, uh, Romulo Sanchez that will play for us this year. They played for the Yankees. Uh, Maldonado, catcher for the for the Nationals uh, lately, and and other guys, and other guys. Plus, we have well, usually the route is. Uh, is uh, big leagues or triple A, you know, six years free agent, let's say, then they go to Mexico, then try to go to Asia, either Korea, Japan, or sometimes Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And after that, that, that we cadet our spot because that's usually made by, by the, by the salary that, uh, that with that, uh, these leagues can pay to the players. Yeah. Yeah, that all makes sense, and I think uh, it's good for a lot of the guys that that will be listening to this podcast episode to get that clarification too, so they have a, a clear idea of of what's going on. Because I do get emails from a lot of players from all different backgrounds of baseball asking me about uh, playing in Italy. Um, <clears throat> so I know there's probably some opportunities within second division in Italy, like the Series A, but I don't think there's many. So. Um, I wanted to get an idea because I have had a couple of former college or indie players tell me that they've played in the Italian Baseball League, but I think usually it's because they have uh, dual citizenship. So are are you open to maybe guys that have not played Double A or Triple A baseball uh, that have um, are. Do they have to have a European passport or dual citizenship? No, it depends over here in Europe. It depends and uh, Italy. It's kind of different from other leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if uh, we need to play with seven Italians in the roster mm-hmm. every game, yeah. and no, in the roster, in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Sorry, in the lineup every 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 game, then uh, you know, you can have. And to be Italian, you you have to be either born and raised 
or as a, a dual passport, Italian, Venezuelan, Italian, American, whatever, you need to have played six years, even not consecutive, in the league. Mm-hmm. Then you're considered Italian. All the other spots are available. We got, we got four visa for pure foreigners. And we can sign, and we can sign other guys. There will be. I think that you know the league that has the better rules in Europe is the is the German league, is the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. because uh, in 2015 I don't think there's any difference between the French guy, Italian guy, Spanish guy, German guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Instead, over here we still we still make difference between uh, between European guys that were considered like foreigners. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, it gives opportunity for European players to try playing baseball in other countries and exploring other cultures as well. And uh, so I yeah I've noticed that a lot of the German Bundesliga rosters would have you know Belgian guys on it or French guys on it, and, and I think that's pretty cool. So. Uh, so very interesting. Um, so, how many uh, non-EU players do you think you would have on your roster on any roster you've coached in the past? Um, you're usually bringing over two or three. Well, yeah, we have the different. That's government. Uh, that comes from government, uh, from the Olympic Committee. How many? How many foreign spots that are legal visa? We they allow to to leagues and at the moment you know we had the, for a lot of years we had only two and at the moment we have four mm-hmm. and uh on these four you know we had the, we applied for a visa to the <laughs> to the to, to the olympic committee that they turn on at the at the foreign minister that they notice to the italian consulate or embassy Whatever these guys are, and these guys showed up over there, and and they pick up their visa, their passport, and so they're legal to stay in the country. So it's it's a very good thing because I know that other leagues around Europe, you know, they got guys that <laughs> they stay as tourists, and after three months they're kind of in trouble, kind of illegal. Yeah, yeah, no, I know there's a little bit of that going on in Europe. Uh, I think. Depending on which country, some countries. Yeah, there's different laws in different countries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know some of them. Like I know in Germany, they'll get get the to, uh, visitors visa extended, um, but for the most part, I think most leagues are kind of just having them stay a little longer past the three months, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. a, uh, an unusual way of doing things. But it, it seems yeah. it seems like it's they're kind of you know looking the other way on that. So. Yeah. Um, so what is the process you go through uh, annually when, when you're seeking top foreign talent? Uh, you know, I know you're a scout uh, with the Orioles. Is it, you know, mm-hmm. is it usually through your connections there, or, or you know, what's the process? No, usually, usually we, we, we keep track year-round on uh, independent leagues, especially the Atlantic League and the American Association. We keep tracks on uh, we keep track on the six years free agent list, mm-hmm. especially with the guys that they don't make much. So they might be they might be you know they might be looking for something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then we track a lot winter leagues when they start, like in uh, in October, the Venezuelan league, the Puerto Rican league, the Dominican league, and Mexican. And even the Nicaragua, the Nicaragua and Colombia league, we look for players over there that might be 
that might be of, uh, with good talent and have uh, no place to play during the summer. I see. So, okay, so you're and do you have people over there that are contacts that are kind of rec- making recommendations, or are you just approaching players on your own? A little bit of both, you know. In uh, in uh, in all these years, uh, you develop, uh, you know, a kind of net of of uh, agents uh, and friends and coaches that uh, you rely on and, and that you can trust, especially because. Uh, when you call somebody from the other side of the ocean, everybody throws 95. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of tough to, to trust everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, well, Internet at, uh, nowadays helps a lot. You can find a lot of info. You can find videos and technology because they can send video. And uh, usually once a year, I go, I go either Venezuela or Dominican to, to, see, to see myself. You know, going over there, it's, uh, it's kind of a very useful trip because you can see games live and you can see, and you can see games on TV yeah. also. Yeah. So you can take notes, especially about pitching, because it kind of, it's kind of tough to keep track of everybody because there's a lot of pitchers. Especially at the beginning of the year, the starter they don't they don't pass three innings. So in, in two teams, they might they might use they might use uh, you know foot ten or fourteen pitchers in a game. So it's kind of, you know you say, you watch you know you watch TV the game and you take notes and because otherwise you forget everything. Yeah, for sure. And they all have, this, they have similar last names and um, so. But I guess uh, a lot of the guys listening are also American, so I, I think they want me to probably ask: Are, are there is, are there many Americans playing in the Italian baseball league that are not Italian Americans? Yes, no, not many, but there there's a, there's a few that uh, you know the best pitcher best pitcher of last year uh, Bologna that won the championship was Joy Williamson mm-hmm. that has a background of AAA guy and played. The last uh, couple of seasons we in Atlantic League, and he decided to come over and uh, and was the best pitcher of the league, and they won the championship. Yeah. So there's a there's a, there's a, there's a few, but, but as I told you before, you know if you offer more or less the same kind of money, they might want to stay in, in the states and try to have a second chance to go back to organize baseball. Yeah. That makes that real makes sense. Yeah, the real that that makes real sense because we had examples of players that even came over here and then went back in the states or play winter ball somewhere and then went back in the big leagues. So yeah. they know there might be there might be a second chance or a third chance sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So so the Italian baseball league is kind of a stepping stone or an or a in between stop and um, so uh, so that leads me to believe are, are there's a lot of turnover every year do you like are do you you're always bringing in new players or or do some stick around for two three seasons well you know usually uh, when you sign people that are around 30 years old you know that might be the last chapter of their of their career Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know americans they usually it's usually they usually told you, well, it's time to turn the page. <laughs> when they say, well, it's, uh, I'm over, I'm finished. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the working pro- with the problem of getting jobs, real jobs, in the lettering countries, 
you have guys that they stick they stick to play even around the 34 to 35 years old mm-hmm. and the one that are still active still athletic still in shape they might be still uh, good players to bring over and uh, you know when you want to when you want to take uh, when you, when you have to sign four or five guys uh, uh, that you don't know every year you know i'm i'm trying to stay with the guy that i know yeah. with the, so if somebody playing the league or because uh, usually, you know, it's uh, it's tough, you know, to sign four or five new guys and be all of them successful, you know, because we don't play much. We we play the weekend, two three games. It depends, and you know, maybe guys they don't adjust to the culture. They don't they don't adjust to playing every days. They don't adjust to where they stay, and so it's kind of it's kind of always kind of risky, you know to sign uh, new guys every year. Yeah. So if uh, if it works, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, that's, I think that's a problem across Europe at, at all levels, you know, guys coming over and maybe it's not quite what they expected and, and it's a little different than what they're used to. And, and so you're always taking, there's always that element of risk. So if you can go with somebody yeah, you know, then, yeah. then it's, it's always a little reassuring, especially on smaller budgets. So. This episode is sponsored by Sam Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sam Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. So what is your selling point for attracting top talents? What What is it about the Italian Baseball League that is uh, desirable that would maybe sway a top player from perhaps playing in Japan or, or Taiwan or somewhere like that and coming to the Italian Baseball League instead? Well, if you play in Japan and, and you play in Taiwan, you don't want to come over here. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you usually come over here when uh, they release you or uh, you're done over there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, they might, they might knock on your door. But, you know, players here, they make in between from 1,000 euro from to 3,000 euro or more, it depends wherever you go. It's free tax, you got apartment paid, usually you have a vehicle probably to share with somebody else, and usually you have only to provide your food. And uh, that's usually, you know, right now the exchange with the U.S. dollars, you know, has been kind of uh, tough for Euro, but mm-hmm. until... Uh, until uh, last year, last season, it was, uh, was pretty good. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, we had the guys even in the States that they stick for two, three years in the independent ball, and they say, well, my, I don't think I'll, I'll have any second chance or third chance, so maybe it's time, you know, to play, um, play my last two, three years of, the, of my career and see the world and, and uh, feel something different. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody if somebody's listening to this podcast episode right now and they and they are a qualified uh, pro player as far as the level they've played at and, and what you've mentioned, how would they go about getting signed on with the club in the Italian Baseball League if if they're not part of your network that you, you've already established? Well, usually, you know, I know that they get in touch straight to the clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go on the website, there's email address for everybody, mm-hmm. or they go. 
or they go to agents that, uh, you know, every four or five agents, they got somebody that, you know, in, they sold some players to European baseball or somewhere. And, and especially lately with the World Baseball Classic uh, success that Italy, Holland, they had and the World Baseball Classic, it's, uh, we're more recognized and more known than in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's, that it's, it's definitely more recognizable over uh, European baseball. Uh, across the board, it's more recognizable now. And a lot more guys mm-hmm. are looking to, to come over to Europe. Uh, whether it's professional baseball in Italy or the Netherlands, or it's or it's it's playing uh, on a visitor's visa yeah. in in Germany or somewhere, so yeah. um, so you've been around the block now, um, you know, with the Spanish national team, and then of course the a lot of the EU competitions that you've been involved in uh, with the European Cup uh, with with your Italian clubs, and uh, so I, I want to get an idea uh, for the listeners, uh, which which country do you think is given uh, the big two, the, uh, Italy and the Netherlands, the most consistent trouble over the years uh, in the European Championships? Who's maybe put up the best fight against, those, uh, against the two? The big well, two? I, think, I think that uh, Spain in the last uh, two European Championships is the team that, you know, uh, cuts the gap more with, uh, with the two with the two powerhouses of Italy and Holland, you know, in uh, last uh, last year in September, we went very close. To, we lost by one run with Italy in the eighth, and if we were going to win, we were playing for gold instead to win the bronze. So I think uh, that uh, the difference uh, so far between uh, Holland and Italy has been cut, uh, especially by Spain and. Uh, but uh, um, I'd like to say that Germany supposed to, with the, with the players that they have, with all the players that they signed Pro Bowl, and uh, soon they will come back. And with the finan- finance of the country, that is a wealth country compared to Italy, you know, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be the next, uh, the next country to battle, to battle against uh, Italy and Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, just in the 10 years or so I've seen here, the, the level of baseball across Europe, uh, you know, is I think it's evening out a little more. Uh, would, do you, would you think that's a fair assessment in your 20 plus years uh, in uh, or I guess 30 years in European baseball? Would you say that a lot of these countries are, are developing quicker? Are you surprised by some of these the, the level of play or the in some of these other countries like Belgium or Sweden or um, Switzerland? Oh, yeah. You know, when I was playing in the 80s, in the 80s, the European Championship was just the final. Italy against Holland, that's it. Yeah. And was that for for decades. And uh, But lately, you know, with MLB, you know, trying, you know, to, you know, make a little bit more investment on uh, in Europe, uh, we got countries like like Czech Republic, like Germany, like France, and lately from the last European Championship, like Belgium. You know they they grew up a lot. They grew up a lot. But of course, you know, you you know better than me that this game 
in this game, everything is pitching. Yeah. And uh, everybody can catch the ball at a certain level. You know, you can manufacture a couple of runs, but when you play every day for a week or 10 days, if you don't have pitching, it's kind of tough to be competitive at the, until the end of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the major difference that I see is that some of these these clubs, like in the European Cup, for example, uh, where it's 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 not country against country, but it's a, a club or the top clubs from each com- country representing uh, that league. Um, it'll be it'll come down to you know I'll see for example, Draki Bruno will beat an Italian club, but that's because they threw their best pitcher at him in that particular game, and then in the next time game they play the netherlands and they lose by quite a bit so uh, i think in any one game if they have that top pitcher then it's pretty competitive but if you were to throw a club like you know maybe you know an italian i mean sorry a spanish club or a czech club into the italian baseball league i think um they would struggle quite a bit just just due to lack of pitching depth yeah that's uh you 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 focused uh you focused the really Really good on, on this uh, on this your quote on this quote because uh, because everything is pitching and of course you might have a good one uh, you might have a couple of good local one you can have a, a good import but that's three that's three pitchers and you might need seven eight or more if you have to play ten days in a row or eight days in a row mm-hmm. and uh, you know you can lose uh, that's the tough for Italy and Holland because you can lose against any anybody because um, because in a single game but when it comes to to play a series of game or playing on the second round when the good ones already pitched that's kind of that's a kind of challenge so far yeah definitely uh, so we're getting towards the end here I know it's been we're running on half an hour already um, I just wanted to get your your feedback on on which amateur clubs you've witnessed in Europe uh, at the European Cup that conduct themselves or play at a level that is as close to the Italian Baseball League as you have seen? Like, which clubs seem to be a little more on the professional side, even though they're an amateur club? Well, you know, that's, uh, that the, 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 the clubs that you named earlier, like Drazzi from Bernon, the Czech Republic, and uh, some some other clubs from uh, from Holland. You go to Regensburg and you see that uh, that um, wonderful stadium that they've built lately. You know, are teams that uh, it seems that watching from outside. You know, they're doing the things the right way. You know, trying to be more more professional than in the past and do the thing do the thing as they're supposed to. And, and of course, you know, that uh, clubs in Holland also, but, you know, over there there's all it's a different mentality. It's more focused on, uh, on national teams and not, and not on clubs mm-hmm. of the, of the off class, of, the, of their, their top league. Mm-hmm. And they develop more young guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, when they play against us, uh, usually it's kind, of, it's kind of tough because we have more experienced guys. Yeah, yeah, I think that, and I think there's a lot less importing going on in in the Netherlands right now, 
uh, from from what yeah. I've heard anyway. Uh, I think it's more yeah. visa visa issues. And I think they are, they signed lately. They signed all the guy with the European passport. Yeah. So they don't have a problem with visa. They don't have a problem with the, with the being illegal, and they can and they can stay as long as they want. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I, I got one final question for you. Um, after uh-huh. three after three straight championships with San Marino, uh, as we already discussed, you you fell short last year. Even though you you won the European Cup last year, um, so what adjustments, if any, do you need to make, or are you making, to bring home another championship in two thousand fifteen? Well, you know, <laughs> good question. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because the interview. Well, as I used to say a lot of times, you know, uh, we want to play as, as our club wants to play until the end of the season. When all the other teams are, are home already, they clean up the lockers in the locker room and they watch you on TV because the team, the finals are always televised over here. Mm-hmm. You want to play until the end. Then, you know, in between uh, winning and losing, the finals it's always the fine line and the balls some, sometimes roll, roll fair, sometimes roll foul. Yeah. And, that's, uh, and, that's a real, and that's a really fine line that makes, you, that makes it different. We'll be lucky and good so far, and we hope, uh, we hope uh, we'll play finals again this year, uh, both of championship, Italian Baseball League mm-hmm. and European Cup. And uh, hopefully, I know that when you play a lot of finals, you know you cannot you cannot win them all. But of course, you cannot even don't lose them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think you guys definitely have a good shot, no matter what you do in preparation for this season. And uh, my plan is to come down there this summer and watch you guys. I've 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 looked online at Google Images of of San Marino, and it's a beautiful place. Uh, so, I mean, that's a yes, great place to play some baseball and watch some baseball. So I'll definitely be making my way down there this summer, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can meet up then. Of course, just to get in touch with me, you're, you're, you will be our host uh, at the games, uh, at the stadium. Just uh, let me know in advance uh, uh, when you will come. So I will suggest you what the, the best uh, the best date to come over if you want to see games and everything. Yeah. And... Uh, Nothing. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, Mauro, thanks a lot for your time today. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck in, in the upcoming season. And, yep, looking forward to, to coming and catching a game. All right. Thanks a lot to you and stay in touch. Yep. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. That wraps up episode number 43. I want to thank Mauro for taking the time out of his day for that great interview. So if you guys are interested in playing baseball in Italy, as you heard, uh, if you're American, it's not exactly the easiest thing to do, especially uh, if you haven't played at a a very high level of baseball. So I think the only way to go about it really is to check into your Italian heritage uh, or perhaps get in with uh, the second division, which is called Series A, which I also think is not an easy thing. I don't think there's much of a budget there. So... Uh, With that being said, uh, the other professional league in Europe is in Holland, uh, the Hoofde Klasse, and uh, also from what Mauro said and what I've heard is that there's not a lot of importing going on there anymore. 
However, if you're a Canadian, Canadians do qualify for, or Australians as well, uh, they qualify for a working holiday visa and therefore can get around the visa problems that they're currently having in Holland. So I think if you played at a high level and you're Canadian and Australian, then I'd look into that. You can simply download the free ebook that I've put on the website. It's tailored for professional baseball players that are Canadian. Also, uh, if you want to play at the highest level possible outside of these two professional leagues in Europe, then uh, you've heard the names dropped uh, of the different leagues in Europe throughout this podcast, one of them being Spain. Uh, Again, they do import a lot of Venezuelans, but there are some Americans playing in Spain that I'm aware of, and Germany is the big market, high level of baseball, and they import a lot of Americans. Uh, the Czech Republic as well uh, imports quite a few Americans. Another good, a good league to play in there. Okay, uh, so if anybody is in Europe, or if you're a club listening to this, or any players, European players listening to this, uh, IBC and myself we're now a Sam Bat supplier. So if you need a rock maple bat or team order customized bats, please give me an email at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com, and I can hook you up. Also, if you're uh, looking to come over to Europe or take your career to Europe and you're not sure how to go about it, well, first of all, you can create a free profile at our website, www.internationalbaseballcommunity.com. And uh, it's completely free. Uh, All the information about the clubs and the various leagues are on there. There's a lot on the blog at baseballjobsoverseas.com. A lot of advice there. Uh, But also, if you need that extra hand, uh, we have a placement service, so you can look into that. You could also email me about it at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com, and I'd be happy to answer all your questions about it. So once again, thanks for listening, everybody, and take care.